It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Enjoy. Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Run, 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 as fast as you can. You can't catch me. There will be no Encore. Good evening and welcome to the No Encore podcast with me, your very special guest, Michael Encore. This podcast is mainly about music, but what is music? And is it something we should be afraid of? <laughs> I'm joined in the studio today by the host of the podcast and ghostwriter of the book, Get Rich or Die Trying by 50 Cent, Dave Hanratty, <laughs> classical musician and grandmother enthusiast, Dahi O'Droni, and League Slip resident and man... And man, uh, unknown to myself prior to this podcast, <laughs> Kelvin Fitzmaurice. Uh, I imagine I'm very welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, Dave, I'd like to go to you first. I believe you were in Ikea this week. What the, what the <laughs> fuck is this? This is amazing. I love it. What the I fuck is this? Dahi, this was your idea. Yeah, I think this is perfect. I think this is, this is the change we need in 2018. I'm a Tory, apparently. <laughs> Kelvin. <laughs> kind of suits You know what? Fine, fine, fine. Okay, like, I'll go along with it, right? Okay, fine. Grand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is it. But I want it on record that I'm not pleased. <laughs> So hello, Michael, is it? Good evening, David. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah, I was in Ikea today, actually, at uh, time of recording. Uh, driven by the man to my right, Dahi Journey. My did, first yeah. time. I'd never been before. Did never been Swedish to Ikea? Giant? What did you think of it? What was your first? You know, it wasn't as big as I thought it would be. Really? Yeah, but, I, but it was fine. I enjoyed it. I, I thought we navigated it quite well. Yeah, we shot you. Well, I, I knew I knew the ropes before going in. Like, That's I really, true. I had, I had a man from the trenches. I was, I'm a real IKEA expert. Like you know. Did you have some Swedish goods in terms of food or no, nope. no, nothing? No, you didn't treat yourself. No exquisite moving. treats. No food. Kept moving, man. 
Yeah, yeah. you kind of have to. I had a list of things to get, and I got pretty much all of them. It was good. Yeah. We uh, and did you get them installed into your house? Most no flat pack or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I need to get like a small screwdriver, a baby screwdriver for the, for, for the lamp <laughs> that I purchased. A what baby screwdriver get? for babies. What you get? What you get? <laughs> I got a lamp. No, no, I'm going to need the Swedish names. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't have those. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lamp. Uh, I got some ba- bath, ma- ba- bath mat, a towel, <laughs> a cup of towel. I got some new pillows. I finally, okay, so this is the thing apparently. I've been ridiculed for quite some time for having a double bed and only having three pillows. Apparently four is like the minimum that you're supposed to rock. So I finally now have four, but I got two, so now I have five. Do the maths, listener. That's um, too many, though. Oh, hold on, so double I mean, bed, obviously. Double yeah. bed, yeah. Double yeah, not like four pillows on a single bed. Yeah, Speaking of the double bed, I got myself a mattress topper. <laughs> going up in the world, quite literally. <laughs> and on top of that, I got uh, a plant. Dahi made me get an artificial plant. Yeah, that's the best thing about it. Hold on, an artificial yeah. plant? Yeah, because it's like the it best thing. They don't like, die. So. There's actually one in this yeah. studio if you look over to your left there. It's Hi, like, plant. <laughs> <laughs> They're, like, great because you don't have to water them. Yeah, you, We're yeah, also joined I, today, by the way, by, concept, uh, by the Fern Cotton, a plant <laughs> who lives in the studio. We uh, thought <laughs> that the artificial plant was, like, a fiver. It was a tenner. Was it a tenner? Yeah, it was a tenner, yeah. That's oh, where they that's got expensive me. expensive. Yeah. But the most important thing is that we went, we had a good time, and then when I came back to the housing estate that I moved into in the last couple of weeks, uh, a neighbour pulled up outside and saw <laughs> this commotion happening. A man wearing a suit looked fairly well-to-do. And I shook his hand. I've, I've learned from last week. I now, Thank I, you. I now know how to greet the neighbors. Good, I'm glad. I shook the man's hand. You're and becoming said, a real human being. And I said hello and a real <laughs> hero. Yeah. But uh, does that answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it does, yeah. <laughs> Next question? <laughs> By all means. By all means, man. Like, bring it on. You know? oh, yeah, you're ready for questions. Is I'm that ready for, I love questions. <laughs> Much like Simon Harris. <laughs> <laughs> your life's an open book. I've often said that. As he once quipped. Uh, but let's not bury the lead. Mm. Why don't we talk about you, sir? You know, you're you, me. You're, you're a renowned host of things. Uh, I, I usually make up all the shows I host. So I've never actually hosted anything before in my life. Well, apart, here we are. apart from this. So this is, uh, <laughs> it's going this, well. This is the first. I think it's going okay. Yeah, I mean... I haven't said anything racist yet, so it's funny, you know. Yeah. And we're not going to edit that out either. So. Yeah, <laughs> there will be no editing. We well, usually so. put the racist bits in in post, don't we? Just to kind of get the quota up. In. Yeah, yeah. Well, this I, I can't think of a better time to segue to Dahi's trip to Sri Lanka. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you were gone for a while. I was gone for a while. I was gone uh, for soundtracked by something, I believe. Is that correct? Oh my god! Yeah, like it, there's Sri Lanka is great because there's uh, there's like a whole pile of different areas you can go to that are all very very different, but there's one particular area that was probably my favorite which is a place called marissa which was like the ultimate like surfer area where like all these like cool incredibly ripped dudes are all just like driving jet skis onto beaches and like driving them full speed up onto a jet onto a beach and just like stepping off them and then like stepping onto these bars and stuff but the bars are all with all these like cool chill dudes working in them and stuff but they're rubbish at service it's like really really bad and then like i was like this can't get any worse because the service is so terrible in here this is like way too chill it's like not cool and then they put on <laughs> like a Saya track and uh, I was like cool alright okay maybe it's a bit better maybe it's good, good, good pop music they did an entire playlist of pop music that was all just reggae remixes of the original ones you've brought one in for us haven't you I, I have I have so yeah let's take a quick listen. listen to it
the track did stay with me. It was pretty, pretty intense. I went looking for it afterwards just because, like, I laughed so hard that I cried and people thought, like, I was having a fit or something. Like, I was like, it's just hilariously what insane. Kind of holiday was this? Did you get food poisoning or something? <laughs> <laughs> it was intense. But anyway, yeah, so that was the highlight of Sri Lanka, the, the reggae <laughs> remix of Pop James. How long were you gone for again? <laughs> Two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. <laughs> You had a good time. It was great. It was good. It was good. I was with like a uh, friend of the show, Christian Tierney, mm-hmm. who was there. Myself and Christian Tierney were there s- sharing rooms together. He was a very, very nice boy. Uh, he took a load of photos. He's very, very good. Really thought you were drugs. Took a load of drugs. <laughs> Brother Yosef was also Yosef, in tow, yeah. taking great photos as well. And Brendan Canty, my mate as well. So And Quiva, who was Brendan. You're just listening off your mates now. Yeah. <laughs> and we, it friends. was a great crew. It was a great It was a great gang. Um, yeah, we had a great time. Where's the most exotic place you've ever found yourself, sir? Uh, where I went to Vietnam once. Wow, it was kind of it was interesting. Yeah, although I don't know. For me, I'm I'm very much like a creature comforts kind of person, and that <laughs> I think I'd like to go back to Asia, but maybe a clean and organized <laughs> Asia. <laughs> so that's the one racist thing I'm going to say. For okay. The whole podcast. So you're you're, you're <laughs> a man you're a man who likes his creature comforts. Yeah. Uh, I feel like last week I was at a bit of a disadvantage in that the rest of the world hadn't seen the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix or the Hulu mm. equivalent. Uh, and now I sit in front of three men who have all seen So what did you think of them? You've seen both of them, right? Uh, yeah, but the Netflix one is better just because it's kind of slicker shot and stuff. And like the one I saw, the Hulu one is on YouTube somewhere. Uh, so maybe the, the quality of that isn't quite good. <laughs> but like, I don't know, I, I loved it because it's watching a car crash happen in kind of real time. And like, you kind of laugh intermittently. And then as soon as the people start arriving, I was laughing until the end of the documentary because it is such a colossal fuck up. Like I've never seen anything like it. It was absolutely amazing. Like complete like Schadenfreude. Like, oh my God, loved it. It's it's so good. You said yeah. as well. Yeah, I've seen it. it. It's great, but it's it's so much nervous laughter and it's so, I found it slightly excruciating as well. Yeah, I, my yeah. reaction to it was genuinely one of unease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's unease. There's something I'm interested about, say like the, I, I think the Netflix one is probably better as well because it's yeah. like more Germanic and like it has like this really, really intense thing. But who, the Hulu one makes a really interesting point is that like, the uh, Netflix one was produced by both Vice and uh, Fuck Jerry, is that what it was called? That's them, yeah. The Jerry Media, media team, were, who yeah. were the social media team for it. So in the Netflix documentary, they kind of skim over some of that stuff very, very quickly. Where right. they're like, oh, uh, yeah, and then we deleted loads of comments. And uh, that was the thing that we did. And we just kept going, even though we knew that the festival was going to shit and everything. In the Hulu documentary, they point out that it's just like they got away with murder yeah. because they were mm. they like and my biggest takeaway from the whole thing was that um and i think one of the i think the festival kind of um contributor guy who kind of knew how to run festivals and stuff made the point that it was like um every single obstacle that they overcame and every problem that they like solved like made it so that it could keep carrying on like if they at the start just kind yes. of went look this is just not doable I'm walking away then it wouldn't have happened so they were like you know it's this like classic kind of American startup like uh, culture of kind of going like well we'll just solve the problems and that'll be it yeah. um, and I can't help but feel that like if, if if the actual festival came together and they actually pulled it off then like that Billy McFarlane guy would be hailed as some sort of like startup legend yeah, amazing American person dream. American yeah. dream he's actually done it um, but instead it was like American nightmare. Um, yeah, Dave, you'd mentioned the um, take one for the team um, episode. Oh my God. It was worse than I envisaged. <laughs> it's horrific. It will haunt me forever. <laughs> yeah. I don't quite know what was going on in terms of they were just like, 
will one blowjob solve everything? And it was insane. Yeah, <laughs> also, there's some customs official who's to explain an 175,000 grand, like, thousand dollar hole in his books, being like, oh, yeah, it's fine. So they sent some old man to give me a blowjob. Like, I mean, I don't, it's so unbelievable. But like, just, I just that was the, the, like, that was the, like, save everything solution. Yeah, it's yeah. just and, this and magical thing. You the can... context of it for me was that when I watched this, I think I mentioned that, like, I was given an advanced screener by, by, by the good people at Netflix, and I said, I couldn't get the password to register in for, for a few days and I was just like for fuck's sake I was like I really want to see this part of the podcast and like before I write my review uh, at the end of the week for the day of release you know like you know fast 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 guys timing is everything in media as we all know and I was like okay I want, I want to watch this thing so I finally got it I'm hotspotting off my phone because I've been sitting in the gaff yet it's all fine hold on is that legal? No, no, no. Like, that, that's totally legal. I paid right. for my... Whatever. The point is... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I came through the night for the podcast and I found myself like one in the morning watching the documentary while quite tired. I'm watching the whole thing. <laughs> while quite tired. And it gets to... Yeah, I'm not a young man anymore. You know? like, I just look young. And then it gets to the bit of the thing where that happens, you know, the take one for the team bit. Yeah. And I'm watching it and he's going... Like, Billy McFarlane basically told me to give this guy a blowjob and like I was very much like... Like rubbing my eyes, being like, "No, I was like, I'm overtired. Like, I've, I've misheard yeah. that. I better rewind that now because clearly that's not what I heard. Like, my, my mind's playing tricks on me." But no, it wasn't. And also, sorry, he goes, you know, he goes, he goes, "This probably won't go anywhere or something." At the very start, you're talking of when he to says, a documentary. Yeah, he was like, "Well, Make this probably your... won't go anywhere, so I'm just going to say it." And he was like, in front of a Netflix. Film and he also crew. says, like, uh, "He goes, you know, I took a shower then." And I thought, Grant, he's going to take a shower because he's going to contemplate his life and where he's going wrong. Yeah, and be like, I'm enabling doing this it. guy. I mean, I'm not doing this. And he goes, and then I went and got in the car. And he says, also, sorry, he goes, he just wanted to be like refreshed when he went to do yeah. the deed. He, he, like, says, he goes, I, I got some mouthwash on the go. And I'm like, yeah. before? <laughs> <laughs> what? But then, then he's just like, but the guy was lovely and I didn't have to do anything. It's just like the never guy, even a suggestion. The guy, of the like, guy presumably was like, please what? don't do yeah. that. Yeah. Well, he Put, said he was really nice about it, which is like, it's like he turned him down, which is like, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's such a bizarre kind of thing. Like they were thinking, oh, you know what will solve this? We'll get that guy to give him a blowjob and that's somehow going to But fix. it so ties into that thinking of just like really quick fix stuff or like everything gets sorted yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. What about just, the Hulu one? Like what's the difference here? Like, like what is... The, so the Hulu one um, kind of focuses less on like the actual organization of the of the festival and stuff and, and kind of concentrates more on the idea of how they advertise it and how well it was advertised and the idea of like how like the, this is like the millennial dream and all that kind of stuff so it goes in on that harder it has an ex-employee from um, Jerry Media who was the lead guy who was doing all the advertising apparently but left Jerry Media after the fire Festival stuff and doesn't have a lot of the like original crew and stuff like that but have an interview with Billy McFarland. So, like, he actually responds to a lot of the different stuff. Um, he doesn't actually say that much. Like, he's not that interesting. But he, he does, his, his girlfriend is on it as well, who, like, is, like, with him now that he's in jail and everything. Mm. Um, what, yeah. What do we think of Ja Rule's comments on Twitter in the last week or so? <laughs> he he's was, just like, yeah, blame the rapper. Yeah. <laughs> he was hoodwinked and led astray. He, he's shook he's, by the incident. He's a dreadful individual. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've established that. Through all of it. Like, you know that, that scene at the end of the Netflix one where it's just like, they're like, this is fraud. He's like, no, 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 it's not fraud. <laughs> This is false advertising. <laughs> that makes that amazing. Any better whatsoever. I've, like. I've been waiting for Fifty Cent's reaction, and there's nothing so far. Really? Yeah. So when he gets around to watching it, Jerry was wait. the first out of Saigon as well. They're like, <laughs> like as everybody's trying to leave because it was going to be like yeah. attacks on people. They were like, nobody do nowhere. Where's Where's Jerry? Was he even at the festival? I don't think he ever went to it. No, no. that's uh, insane. Like, so hang on. 
you are a man whose you know like career involves festivals. You've been to many of them. You're a fan of them generally. Mm-hmm. Did this give you any kind of like post traumatic shock? Like were you like Jesus? Like because you've had a few disasters of your own. I was looking at the organization. Nothing of it. on this level. That <laughs> 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 I'm aware of. You know, yeah, until the yeah. documentary yeah. comes yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Die Fest is happening in three months, guys. Uh, it's a cruise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on an island off the coast, <laughs> the coast of Ireland. <laughs> which Star are, Wars island. Yeah, yeah, with famous. Influencers from Ireland, including Rob. Michael Fry and uh, <laughs> Rob Lipset. Uh, yeah, uh, like my yeah, thing was the like two uh, of us in the room together. We're best mates. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was I was looking at it, kind of going like, um, I think the major issue was the time thing. It was like if they had planned it like two years ahead instead yeah. of four mm. months, it might have actually gotten done, and it might have actually been finished. Um, there's there's also like a thing where the one of the most entertaining aspects of it is obviously rich people. Um, panicking and not knowing what to do in these like hurricane shelter tents <laughs> while still um, filming everything yeah but the, yeah. Thing that, but the thing that people forget if they had their wherewithal and I'm sure some people did this but they don't really show it in the documentary like it isn't like it isn't like they were on like a completely deserted island with nothing there there was a fucking huge town right beside it mm-hmm. like I mean if this was if, if it was the equivalent is electric picnic if electric picnic started falling apart people just walk into Strad Valley and get a pint like what is everybody yeah. talking about spar around the corner yeah actually that's another really good part in the Hulu documentary I mean if you watch the Netflix one and liked it just watch the Hulu one as well okay. it's like yeah, well worth it, it. because they go into like all of the stuff where people were trying to leave in the airport and they get this like insane stuff where at one point they were like um they chained up the doors in the airport because people were trying to get on the planes That's without in the any passports well. and all that stuff. Yeah. But they go into real big detail. Into, on yeah, it, and on just how drunk one. everyone was and what yeah. a mess it was. But I, th- I think it's important to, to realise that they, they brought them in and got them so drunk in the first place. Yeah. And then they got the buses <coughs> five miles out to the campsite. Mm. There's no buses back. They're all just yeah. like, where the fuck are we? Like, you know? <laughs> okay. Turn this so, bus around. Last week on the show... Uh, we actually got a lot of really good feedback on the show last week uh, for the two-man job that Craig and I did. I love how yeah. surprised you sound. We actually got <laughs> quite good feedback yeah. for a rambling... Yeah. yeah, and I believe like we actually have a bunch of new listeners as well, which is nice. Nice. Uh, so our music Welcome. podcast, music Welcome. podcast as you might, might have figured out. Uh, so essentially, uh, the preamble last week was very, very long, but I think that was part of the charm. This one won't be as long, but it's, already, it's been long enough already, but there's two more things to get to before <laughs> we get to the music news. Uh, one is that Craig and I went to see a, a motion picture last week goes by the name of Heat. Yeah, it does. It was amazing. It was the sound that really got me. Good God. So loud. That gun battle. Robert De Niro. Like, oh. The Lighthouse Cinema, 11 o'clock till 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, special. <laughs> uh, it was pretty astonishing. I mean, like, it's got, like, uh, I Love Heat. It's got a lot going for it. It's got some problems, and they're very glaring, especially in 2019. But you know what? It Michael kind of Mann, all, it all Mann, works somehow. Michael Mann can't write women. <laughs> like, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. I'll go back to Man Talk with me. <laughs> Michael Mann. <laughs> <laughs> can't write women. Can't write women. <laughs> That's right. It's Man Talk, not Woman Talk. <laughs> I didn't actually realize that it was initially, I know there was a film made beforehand but there was talks of it like being a TV show there was there's TV bits movie in it where you're like like the LA Takedown Portman stuff seems like oh that could have been in a TV yeah, series there's like on. trails like that it's a bit like I very Mulholland much Roy. enjoyed it yeah, um, it's, it's it's a great movie it was very loud when it was very loud and like I had that like cathartic moment at the end of like the Moby song. I know, but the yeah, I don't know. So like, it could have been, it could have been, it could have been better. Like he's like, I'm just saying for anyone who was there that night, don't turn on the lights when the Moby song comes on at the end. Let that breathe. Thank you. <laughs> Would have been a bit better. Wasn't quite as bad as when TV Three fucked it up when they played it, and they smashed in with a coming up next. Let's um, see what's happening in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like great, thanks very much. Ne- Netflix ultra- ruins all that kind of stuff now as well. Where they squash the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to watch the Punisher? No, I don't. I want to watch this cathartic moment between Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, two of the most overrated actors of all time, giving it their all in their best performances ever. Uh, Pacino, by the way,
way. Those moments when he goes off. That's so good. It's got to be ad-libs, right? Also, hold on. Because <laughs> I went home and started reading about Heat until like five in the morning. <laughs> in the initial script, he was supposed to be like, have a massive cocaine problem. And they just got rid of that bit. So it kind of explains some of it. That does explain a lot. Yes. Okay, so one last thing before we get off the preamble. Um, there was a review last weekend that did the rounds. <laughs> I say did the rounds. <laughs> did the rounds. Tape spread it far and wide. <laughs> <laughs> I sent it to about 17 people. <laughs> uh, a 1,400 word review of an acoustic gig by Danny Arati of the Coronas was written for a publication that will remain unnamed. Is this the Mike the Pies gig? Yes, it is. Okay. In Listole? Mm-hmm. That's how yeah. it's pronounced? Right, Listole, so yeah. I like how you're sticking to last week's promise of not mentioning... Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So well essentially, a redacted publication uh, did not redact this 1,400-word piece. So essentially, I want to read three paragraphs from it. They're short enough, and they're very interesting, um, because it contains the following violently Alan Partridge section of the <laughs> These are actual words that were written about Danny O'Reilly from the Corona's acoustic gig that he did in Kerry. Is it Kerry? Kerry. Uh, is it? Uh, yes, Kerry. Okay. Still? Yeah. So it was yeah. a very special night anyway. Um, here we go. Last year, Danny slung on his acoustic guitar and serenaded a small crowd in a bar somewhere in Donegal, if memory serves. Aidan O'Connor, who runs Mike's the po- Mike the Pies in Listowel, got wind of the one-off and decided, long before Danny O'Reilly could even have contemplated it, where the son <laughs> of Mary Black would be playing in January of 2019. First of his name. <laughs> <laughs> when Aidan gets on the case, he is irresistibly persuasive. He made the calls. He turned on the charm. His negotiating skills prevailed. Danny stuck it in the diary. Scheduled for the first week in January, for those in the know, there was a feeling that it might be one of the gigs of the year. Aiden gave us a call. Why don't you come down? We decided to make the journey south. Listowel <laughs> is closer than you might imagine. <laughs> it's not. It's not at all. The motorway takes you all the way to the outskirts of Limerick. Before you penetrate the city itself, <laughs> you follow a spur to the west, barreling out the N69 towards Foynes, and on to Tarbert, whence the local ferry crosses the Shannon Estuary to Colimer <laughs> in County Clare, a village of just 500 people. <laughs> The trip from Limerick to Listowel is 75 kilometres, which even on a winding road is less than an hour's driving Jeez. on a good day. I mean, it's a shorter trip than that review, I suppose. Holy shit. <laughs> How in the name of God <laughs> is that in a music review? The publication was not The Lonely Planet, we should point out. <laughs> was it was an AA Roadmaps yeah. or something like <laughs> Okay, so let's bail into the news. Yes, <laughs> shall we? Okay, so there's a new Spotify feature that allows you to mute artists. Spotify has quietly rolled out a new feature allowing users to block any artist from automatically playing in playlists, charts, radio, or users' personal libraries. All right, who's yeah. first up then? Who's gonna who's getting muted, guys? Anyone anyone available to this yet? What I would say is that this is a very I think it's kind of a lazy move or it's a bit of a quite of a safe move for Spotify and yeah. like they aren't gonna cut artists off that make them lots of money straight away. They're gonna be like, Okay, we're gonna give the listeners the responsibility of blocking people that they don't like. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's quite clever from their point of view in that they've completely just washed their hands of, of having to do anything like that. <laughs> yeah, you know? they got in a lot of um, hot water last year, didn't they? <laughs> when they were, um, uh, they had taken people off, taken people off the playlist like Excess Tantacion and R. Kelly, um, and R. Kelly, and people got up in arms, including and then, Kendrick Lamar, who yeah, probably yeah. Right, yeah, take his music. So they had service. to they had to backstep that, um, and this is. This is actually a, a pretty genius move, in my opinion. It's mm. like a smart way of kind of going, like, look, it's free of us. Like, you can do whatever you want now. Yeah, it kind of works. Um, for who uh, are you muting? 
I've yet to do it, but I feel like there's oh, it's gonna be a big list. I mean, really? It'd be like what my, do you find? Do you find yourself feel like my Twitter list? You know? Do I get like? Do I never get stumble artists into that I don't, stuff? Yeah, yeah, I never stumble in. That's into, true. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I need this feature. But yeah. if I was, to, if you're going to make a, you're, you're going to make a, a point by yeah. using people anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to screenshot the blocks yeah. and put them up on Twitter. You asshole. Yeah. I'm going to mute Natasha Bar Kelly. Fuck you. Four non blondes. Yeah. Razor light. I have stuck on Chris Rock Caviar before, and like an XXX Tentacion song will come on, and he actually was kind of talented. And you're like, ugh, I have to turn this off now. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel the same so, about World's Greatest by R. Kelly because that's, that's in thing, a couple playlists of mine. I need yeah. to get rid of it. We so. had this debate about Gary Glitter years ago, Dave. Yeah, when you insisted that Let's Rock and Roll Christmas was I said, still amazing. Well, no, no. And, what, happened, what happened was I said <laughs> I said that if we I said if they if, I said if they take Rock and Roll Christmas Sorry, away from us, well then we're the real victims. Now, <laughs> yes, I would like to point out that I was very making a very deliberately pointed Jesus dark Christ. joke, and I don't actually mean that. Uh, but what happened was we were in the office one day in Hot Press back in the day when we used to work in the, for that publication that won't be named. And I remember <laughs> sticking on Rock and Roll Part Two because that's got a huge build up, and I like let it build all the way in in the office to see what would happen. Anyone would notice, right? And then like, hold on, you weren't Craig. Tur- you, you weren't doing some like you turned around social experiment. You turned around. You were jamming out to the glitter man. <laughs> you turned around and you were like, really? And at this at this point, it was at like. <laughs> and you're like Dave and I'm just like what man and you're like turn it the fuck off uh, I guess yeah you got you got to mute Gary Glitter you got to mute Chris Brown you got to mute uh, Lost Profits because they're all still on there I interviewed oh, him yeah. I, have I told this story in the podcast before that I interviewed your man from Lost Profits must at some point but refresh us I interviewed him was, six months before yeah. he went down for Christ. truly horrific things and it's the library bar was it library it was bar. A, a quickie with Lost it was, Profits it was, the same day, it was the same day that I interviewed Jack Leeson from Game of Thrones fame who was a lovely man um, and essentially I started off my day that day by interviewing Ian Watkins and Lee Gay from Lost Profits. It was in the library bar about 10 in the morning. A very nice June afternoon or there or thereabouts. It was a nice kind of brisk summer day. And I shook Ian Watkins' hand twice. It was also that brilliant thing where you were doing it for a feature that is quite small in the magazine and is usually conducted over the phone. And you were like a face-to-face interview where you had to do the quickie thing, which is set questions. Yeah. Which begins with, where are you now and what are you doing? Yeah, and I had to invent their answer for that. <laughs> right. and I oh, inv- boy. Uh, I invented their answer and it was sitting in Dublin talking to you. So, what happened, but, but it's, it's, even, it's even deeper than that because what happened was they were told it was a straight-up interview. So I had to fake a bunch of questions yeah. about their album that I was never going to write down. And then at the end, I was like, lads, by the way, we do this like uh, template thing. Uh, do you mind about to ask <laughs> it? Be like, the entirety of the interview. But they enjoyed that part. But here's how I know. Because Ian Watkins had fallen Fall asleep, asleep previously to this. And In the interview? Yes. Wow. Uh, he also was wearing like, uh, he had fake tan on. He was wearing like a fucking denim vest that he couldn't close properly. He looked very messy. And it turns out he was. Many months later, um, <laughs> many months later, I had to fucking read the court reports uh, to like write a news oh story about God. it, and I could yeah. literally feel my stomach turn. And I've actually, I had someone go, "Did you not know that day?" I'm like, "How <laughs> what? in the, in the name, name of God, God? <laughs> could I have possibly?" This is all on you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I just, got away with you, it so you long. Done something, yeah. I just thought he was an ignorant prick. I didn't realize that he. This was is like this go back in time to kill Hitler thing. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, what are you gonna do? So yeah, essentially, um, Spotify has now allowed us to do this, and ultimately. I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference. I guess like if it makes you feel better, then great. But obviously, I think in certain cases there should be an argument for the removal of music by certain people, um, based on yeah. What I they think like Kendrick and his kind of 
crew of dissenting voices were making the you know slippery slope argument, I guess. Well, they're also censorship, kind of, they're but it's also a wider question of who all, gets to he decide. He was also kind of saying that they're only going after black artists, which they kind yeah, of were at the time. So yeah. you know, they should be obviously quite even-handed. But again, a lot of this is a these are new problems that people haven't faced before, and there's going to be criticism. Mm. Um, yeah, the way I see it is that some other music service is just going to fill the void, and uh, we have Apple Music, we have other thing so Spotify aren't going to do it someone else is going to do it so it's kind of like you know yeah, yeah. but just all censored artists this is where you can go to listen <laughs> to <Mark Kelly. laughs> uh, I believe that our next news story is about Michael's favourite band is that correct the uh, local boys I um, I'm not going to comment on <laughs> on any bands uh, tonight um, so <laughs> on this music podcast so I'm going to go now uh, <laughs> but yeah so uh, the headline here reads, uh, Beautiful day for U2, grim day for Dublin kind. U2 has gotten the green light for the band's visitor centre in the Dublin's Docklands. This follows Dublin City Council granting planning permission for the centre that is expected to attract 390,000 U2 fans annually to the centre on Grand Canal Quay. In recommending that planning to be granted for the development, the planner's report in the case stated that the centre will upgrade one of the most prominent locations in the city and contribute to the animation of the area. The the animation of the area? Um, are we looking forward to getting inside this visitor centre and seeing all the memorabilia? Inside. I'm looking forward to getting inside your conflict of interest. What do you mean? Your dad works for Dublin City Council. <laughs> your dad's Bono. <laughs> this specific department. Oh, <laughs> the, the U2 department. Do you hear that, do you hear that, do you hear that, do you hear that sound, guys? That sound of backpedalling. Yeah. <laughs> I did actually do a summer in the City Architects in Dublin City Council. Yeah, and it was to say then, so boring because no work was being done whatsoever in that place. <laughs> so you decided, you. you know what Dublin needs? <laughs> a U2 visitor centre. Have we seen the shots of like what it will look like? Well, what the what I think is so is, funny about it is dreadful. that Grey skies and stuff. Yeah, and it's just it's such just a apocalyptic thing. It's like something from a Clockwork Orange. Like. It looks like Nine Inch Nails artwork. Like, yeah, it does yeah. look like genuine. Yeah, you're it's right. this grey kind of prism of like ego or something. It's just. I mean, but this is. It's obviously it, this has been done before in this has been done before in uh, in Liverpool, right? Like the Beatles, like yeah. museums and stuff. It's this is obviously like a a rip of that kind of thing. You know? I guess so. But I was I was looking up today. I was like, I guess this is this is kind of it. And then I looked up what what Liverpool is like now and there's like loads of Beatles museums now and there's even a Beatles escape room where basically it's called Escape Yellow Sub they have, have you can go, go on their website called escapeyellowsub.com if someone can escape be Beatles room enough. in record time it's me and the, pre- <laughs> the premise of the uh, of the escape room the Beatles escape room is Pepperland is under siege the blue meanies have sabotaged the yellow submarine and you are trapped as the countdown to missile launch begins only you can stop nuclear war do I get to drop acid before I go in I think I, I think you probably do like I have to. Yeah. this however won't be quite as cool but it will have uh, it'll recreate the band's original studio and various exhibit areas that include a series of abstract scenes such as the music room and Larry's Kitchen I'm intrigued (laughs) what the hell is Larry's Kitchen is it actually a recreation of his kitchen will Larry be there maybe that was the proposal he wouldn't sit in there he wouldn't wouldn't sign off until they did that when myself and Dave went to the show last year they had this like comic strip kind of thing in between tracks but they never finished the story of that comic book so I'm hoping that maybe they might 
finish the actual comic book story in this. In the, uh, in a the lot of people are upset about this. I don't think it's that big of a deal. No, I think there's a there's a Daniel O'Donnell visitor center somewhere in Donegal. So, <laughs> I mean, if anyone, okay, like I'm not a huge fan of you two. I find them insufferable for absolutely no reason. I'm sure they're really <laughs> nice people, but I can't stand them. Um, there's obviously a reason for this. Italians love you, you too. Tourists love you too. I think fair enough. And God damn you know? it, I love you too. <laughs> it's in a weird place for like a tourist place. Like, you th- you yeah. think they'd put yeah. it beside like the Guinness Brewery or something? Yeah, like, get it, out of the way. Who, no tourists go down by the Grand Canal. Well, they have the uh, the CHQ, you know, the the Famine Museum and all oh, that kind of right, stuff. Okay. So it's a crash. I, I suppose yeah. they're trying to develop that area. Yeah. Board Gosh Energy Theater. Yeah, but sure, do tourists go to? Theaters? I guess it depends what's on. I guess it depends on the tourists, yeah. doesn't it? Would you like a museum made of you at the end of your music career? <laughs> yeah, in like Ballyvaughan, County Clare kind of Yeah, thing? yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, what would be in it? <laughs> your gigantic Dahi sign. <laughs> yeah, my gigantic Dahi monolith stupid thing that I paid too much money for. Photographs of um, you in that metal band you were in when you were a teenager? Yeah, 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 with the mops, yeah. What's it called it. again? Uh, Keepsake. Keepsake. Our, we changed the name eventually... Uh, to Jesus by the fire point because there was a fire <laughs> escape point beside a statue of Jesus that we used to hang out beside. And there's your school. escape room. That's <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. There was, a, there was some high controversy in, in the Irish uh, public uh, media sphere this week, wasn't there? Yes. Uh, so the Azalea Banks Irish Odyssey in headlines. Uh, so Azalea Banks gets off a flight after an incident with a flight attendant she calls herself the Queen of Ireland as she arrives by ferry for the Dublin gig and calls Irish women ugly and asks Conor McGregor for help. She then attacks the reigning Rosa Tralee <laughs> on social media and a Dublin crowd chants against Erlingus to Azalea Banks on Academy stage following the ugly Irish girls controversy. Uh, and she said, I want to dedicate this to all the beautiful Irish women. <laughs> uh, and there was a review, a review apparently saying Azalea Banks at the Academy was the feel-good gig of the season. <laughs> I thought that timeline kind of summed up the week that was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we're, 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 we're cajoling and having a laugh. I mean, like, when it comes to Azalea Banks, my whole take on Azalea Banks is that I find her to be so unreliable of a narrator that I can't fully get behind anything that she does. Uh, I think she has been guilty of saying some exceptionally problematic and horrible and hurtful things to people and tends to kind of have a bit of a... no. There's no filter or boundaries with, with this lady. We, we, we wanted for her to realise her potential as a musician that she definitely had and perhaps still has, but it's been overshadowed by a lot of uh, controversy, arguably of her own doing. Uh, I'm very, very hesitant to ever uh, suggest and also write someone off by suggesting that they have such mental issues that it's that it's you know it overcomes them because I don't know her situation I don't know her life I don't know her personality that well apart from what we see and what is filtered through social media and so on and so forth um but I do find myself kind of resisting the urge to ever really delve into what's going on with her that said uh, I think one of the reasons why we are discussing it this week is because Dahi in particular was kind of making the point that her side of the story wasn't quite being highlighted as you felt it should be. Yeah, it was insane. Like, uh, so I, I would be a fan of Azealia Banks's music, um, very much so. I think it's like incredible. I think she's one of the best female rappers, if not one of the the best rappers out today. Um, the problem was is that like you kind of know what you're getting with Azealia Banks, where she's all she does is try to look for this like. Um, this like attention by saying something mental and people reporting on it. That's what she she absolutely lives for in these situations. And you could see very quickly that she got kicked off the plane 
obviously for being rude, um, which is obviously unacceptable. She was like way over the top. I think I'd rather but, be on a flight with her than that trad band that started playing. Yeah, that. that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. But uh, but then, I like the two of them on a flight. Yeah. Really <laughs> <laughs> she could fight them out, like, like, rapping yeah. over them and then kicking the shit out of them afterwards. <laughs> but then yeah, and then when she got kicked off, then she she went straight to Instagram and kind of gave out about it, and then it just started rolling like crazy because. Like, as we were saying earlier on, like, Irish people just cannot take this type of stuff, like, at all, right? Yes, I was saying earlier off mic, essentially something that's kind of, I I don't think it's new information per se. I I think I've learned it over the course of my years working in retail and especially working for a website like Joe where you kind of, you get access to... Uh, the comments from a lot of Irish people around the country. Um, no, but you do. Like, I mean, it's, it's, the dregs, I believe it's called. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I I'm not affiliated yeah. with Joe, so <laughs> the dregs. <laughs> All I'm saying is that, like, the more, like, because I've, I've long held the opinion that the more people you put in a room, like whether it's a gig or a film or whatever, the more chance you have of something going wrong and, and being kind of Very awkward true. and stuff. People, some people just don't know what etiquette is. So I do believe, though, that when it comes to Irish people and, and Ireland, is that, like, despite many, many years of uh, horrendous oppression and horrible things that have happened in our history, I think that Irish people are the ultimate people when it comes to condition it but can't take it. That's mm. kind of where Oh, I, completely, yeah. I, we are so entitled. Uh, how dare you slag off this person that I actually hate. That, like, he's ours to, to pillory or whatever. It's just, it's amazing. Like, you know, for, for, for the land of 100,000 welcomes, mm. like, it's not that way for me in a lot of cases. It is in a lot of cases. There are great there are great things about Dublin, great things about Ireland, great things about like you two visitor center opening yeah, here, like Cork, Galway, Kerry, like you name it. Like everywhere in this country has got some fantastic things, and it's great. And like it's nice to see tourists coming over and having a good time. But at the same time, there's just a, there is there is a lot of darkness in this country, and I just feel a lot of it is because for all the fucking uh, you know like uh, things that are painted of us as, as being these great characters, I don't think we know how to laugh at ourselves. And it, whatever Ezekiel Banks did or did not do. The vicious toxicity and hardcore racism that she was, it was insane. faced with yeah, is mental. It's purely unacceptable. She, she was taking it's screenshots and like kind of coming back at people. But like when you just actually looked at the stuff that people were sending her, like threatening to throw excrement at her at the show, throwing potatoes, which is just like, what are you even? Go back to what Nigeria. Are you and like, kind of what, stuff? what, what oh were you, what are you even yeah. hoping to achieve by sending these messages to somebody? It I was don't just, get it. I don't it was just mental. And you can understand why you know she obviously like. Really Really, really went for it then and you could see her like online presence then especially on Twitter and on Instagram like she posted about six times more than she, she ever She also would. made front page news and like Yeah on docu- every single red time. And she right. documented that and basically mm-hmm. like you know like I won or something or like you know like yeah, I, yeah. I, I won wow. this round. See I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it just this week because I was just thinking like no good can come of this. I mean because <laughs> yeah. people are saying horrible things to her and like she's been known like the whole like I actually went off her for quite a while because of the Zayn Malik thing I thought what yeah. she said yeah, there was, was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, uh, And it's kind of like Right, I know she's going to say something really bad back, and I don't want to hear what it is. You, you because, can, yeah, because you, know. you can also get to the end of the day where it's like basically like the Sex Pistols, right? Like, wasn't the Sex Pistols like dropped from their label by because they were like cursing at air hostesses and spitting on the floor? Sounds and like shit. something like, they I mean, do, yeah. It's just like that classic thing. Like, yeah, I mean, there's difference between being provocative as a punk band or like you know, like ultimately like you know, just trying to get to your gig, and like obviously it causes causes yourself a lot of problems in the process. I think. Uh, uh, Matthew slash Michael, sorry, uh, has it correct when you say like cut that out. Uh, uh, I, I think Michael Encore has it correct when he says that like two wrongs don't make it right, and like that's kind of what it comes down to. Mm. And it's just very, it's very, very difficult. And I just find it to be, I, I find it really unedifying. I don't like to see this reaction. I would, I, you'd like to believe that we have progressed as a society. 
that we simply don't go this way. But unfortunately, some people are just in this knee-jerk thing, and I'm sorry, guys, it, it, it flirts, it goes beyond ignorance and it becomes racism, and it's just unacceptable. It's wrong. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. It's yeah. gross, 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 gross. Uh, this week, however... Oh, uh, yes. Oscar talk. Everyone's, so. everyone's favourite thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have actually I've not, I haven't seen any of these films I've only seen Black Panther so songs from A Star Is Born Black Panther uh, RBG Mary Poppins Returns and The Ballad of Lester, Stro- Lester Scruggs uh, were nominated for Best Song for the 2019 Academy Awards announced Tuesday morning while Black Klansman Black Panther uh, if Beale could street, if Beale street, if Street Beale, <laughs> this is the longest if talking, <laughs> if, if Beale and Streets. And his street. uh, if Street Beale could talk, <laughs> if Beale Street could talk, Isle of Dogs and Mary Poppins Returns received nods for the best score. Yes. So Excellent please don't we do not get it. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, he's right. That that is what happened. It's yeah. got to be Ian Beale for me. I think he's he's gone away with best score. So yeah. the Absolutely. Oscar nominations. The Oscar nominations happened this week, and for me, I, I haven't seen a lot of the films either. But it seems to me to be quite a weak situation. I guess let's talk about snubs first of all. I haven't we? seen them, but I know they're terrible. <laughs> let's talk snubs. We'll talk snubs. We'll go straight to Dahi because fucking Suspiria, man. A very angry yeah. man. Yeah. Killer. Like, no sound design, no music, no, like, acting, no nothing. As I tried to explain to Not Dye, a single nomination. As I tried Bullshit. to explain to Dye in the car today, Suspiria is an independent art house film that has made no money and was never going to get a wide release in a lot of cinemas. Doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean it's I right. I agree. Uh, Tilda Swinton should have been nominated for, like, at least yeah, two of her three roles. But ultimately, it wasn't. And also, just horror in general is usually horror is always yeah. overlooked. Yeah. Comedy is always overlooked. Yeah. Stunt people. Like, I mean, like, I don't really see it as a horror film, though. Like, I mean, obviously, it is, but like, you, you know, get, you, it, you it gotta, goes beyond you, that. You're gonna get it goes beyond that. Now, right? <laughs> 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 goes to the lighthouse once. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Craig, Mission Impossible Fallout left off the list as well. I mean, I know it's a disgrace. Um, it really is. It should be up there for cinematography, like at least. Um, of course it should, yeah. But listen, the Oscars at this point, I mean, do they ever get it right? It's an industry they stumble into a case to get it right. Out. It's a glitzy bullshit yeah. thing. Uh, and so, it's not being hosted by anyone, is know. it? Top they sorted that out? Let's talk of getting the Avengers. Kumail Nanjiani? Getting the Avengers. Not the actual Avengers, because <laughs> okay. they are not real. <laughs> the actors who portray Earth's mightiest heroes uh, will apparently be on hand, as will others. I don't know how they're going to handle the opening section, though. It's going to be dreadful. We've been spared mm-hmm. Kevin Hart monologue. That's all right. Yeah, you know, that's the worst. So, the the song, though, of course, that w- having won the prestigious No Encore Song of the Year last year, mm. All the Stars will now lose, I think, to Shallow by yeah, Lady probably. Gaga, which is going to win, even though I can't Just, it's fine. stand that it's song. Fine. I think it's garbage. It's, it's a grand it's, song. It's grand. And it's yeah. very Oscar-y. It is very, yeah. It's total Oscar bait. Uh, Gaggers, as she's known, is also up for... <laughs> best, is she known as Gaggers? Best act she is now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gross. She's, uh, she's, known, she's up for... Gaggers. She's up for best actress. She's up for best actress for her role in Star Wars. Oh, what, Gaggers? <laughs> <laughs> We're playing a bit of music today. <laughs> she was fantastic in that film, and I'd like to see her win. Bradley Cooper, who very much wanted to be uh, christened as the new Clint Eastwood or whatever the fuck, uh, was not <laughs> nominated for Best Director. Hold on, Clint's back with a film in which he stars at the age of 89, isn't Bradley he? Cooper's in it as well. Oh, is he? Yeah. What, how, Directed have you by, heard anything? It looks terrible. Mm. It's called The Mule, and it's getting bad reviews. Oh. <laughs> I saw the film this week, though. I went to the cinema. what you see? I saw a glass. Oh, I'm hearing bad things. It's fucking terrible. awful. <laughs> uh, it's really bad. Looks great. Okay. Uh, shot well the guy did it follows and split uh, makes it look very good good opening half an hour after that goes off a cliff and by the ending who boy it goes off a cliff uh, like quite astonishing are we all going to see it I don't know yeah I'll probably see kinda it I kind of want to spoil yeah, it but to, I won't no don't, don't spoil just it. so I can wrap up I'll there. just say um, 
some of the most unceremonious uh, storytelling I've ever seen in my life to the point where I was like genuinely stunned. Uh, but yeah, no, it's not great at all. Quite bad the more I think of it. Uh, Bruce Willis, right? Bruce fucking Willis. You want to talk about a guy who just sleepwalks through life. I mean, it's genuinely astonishing at this stage. He's wanted to make this film, allegedly. He's friends with Samuel Jackson and M. Night Shyamalan. You know, you'd think he could try you think he could try? Maybe he is trying. Maybe he's doing his best. Mm. All right? No, it's Maybe bad. he's knackered after all those diehard films. He's doing another one of those, apparently. Of course but he no, is. No, it's not a great film. It's so, made... so is this the end of the short-lived, like, M. Night Shyamalan Well, it's made a lot of money. It's made a lot of money. And also, to be fair to M. Night Shyamalan, like, for all his faults, <laughs> he seems... So this is why I didn't say his name, because I'd be here for, like, all night. Like He seems, <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. He apparently put up, like... He put Loads up his, of money, yeah, He put yeah. up his house to make yeah. this film. So I'm glad that he's making his money back. He seems like a really nice guy. And actually. he apparently now wants to go off and do more original content. So good for him. He seems like a lovely guy. It's just not a good film. Uh, it's not for any Oscars either. So don't worry about it. Oh, James McAvoy is very good. I will say this. Commits mm-hmm. very well to, to his multiple roles that he plays. Um, I think, yeah, Oscar-wise, Shallow will win Best Song. It shouldn't, but it will. Uh, score-wise, I haven't seen any of the films apart from Black panther and black Panther. black panthers are for best picture like i mean that's that's pure like get the viewers in kind of stuff because they know this film i think it, it's been a cultural phenomenon and it had a lot of boxes to tick um but i haven't seen any of the other films so i can't really can't, <laughs> i can't be like oh you know it's literally the only film out of all the list of films in 2018 <laughs> i saw that i saw avengers and they were the two films in 2018 i've probably seen at all so it's kind of like yeah it was good but from a very limited frame of reference. So you think it should win Best Picture? Uh, absolutely. I haven't seen the rest of them. So, <laughs> Okay, so last week on the show, we discussed the imminent return of Vampire Weekend. Because Actually, no, sorry, we didn't. I'm getting that wrong. What happened was last week on the show, we did the show, we left the show, and as so always happens with No Encore, you look up your phone and you see something of big note has come out in the music world, and that, dear listener, is of course what I've already said by accident. Vampire Weekend had announced <laughs> that they would be releasing new material. They're stealing Dahi's release model by releasing two tracks at a time. See you now. In I'm, a build I'm leading up, the way. In a build-up to a bigger project. We're, 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 we're due some new material from you soon, aren't we, sir? Yeah, I'm not willing to talk about that just yet, though, so... Oh, look at him. We'll He's move on. Very coy. <laughs> on the Close spot. right up, See, doesn't he? That wasn't in the notes. He didn't know that was yeah. coming, and I think he did well. Thanks very much. He answered that as if you're like, shit, I said there's new material coming. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. I would go home, like... You could just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I better make something. I'd throw something to get in two hours before you know, like, <laughs> Just so stick them up. count as new material. <laughs> Craig Fitzpatrick. I don't have an album on the way or any, anything such thing. But you have an album to look forward to. Yes, I do. So last Thursday, when this happened, what was your reaction when you were presumably on a train home? I was very, very excited. Um, yeah, it was a it was a big deal. They teased that this album was coming. They said it was called FOTB, which we now know stands for Father of the Bride, and that's the name of the album. And it's coming in the spring. <laughs> They've released two tracks, and we're going to start off our songs of the week section with one of those tracks. It's called Harmony Hall. But every time a proud mess, another one begins And the stone walls of harmony all bear witness And a battle with a word in mind can never forgive the sight Of wicked snakes inside a place you thought was dignified I don't want to live like this, but I don't want to die Craig, take it away. 
Well, I was kind of hoping the album would be called like Frankenstein of the Burbs. That was the best one I saw. I'm also thinking like he's going out with Rashida Jones, so he's like, is is the album title about Quincy Jones, Father of the Bride? Before we even get onto the song, possibly could. I'm not willing to make that speculation. This isn't. Or is it about the Steve Martin film? Like, <laughs> it, this isn't. The, this isn't <laughs> the, the National Enquirer. This isn't a gossip column. All right, let's get on to the music. Um, yeah, this like about a minute and a half in, I was like, well, it's an instant classic. So I don't know if I'm <laughs> particularly the one to be like giving the you know dead-eyed critique of this song because I think it's great. Well, I've seen some dead-eyed critiques today. Yes, as have I. Uh, I've seen. So is it is it being like received? Mixed reviews, is it? Or? Yeah, I'd say mixed reviews. I've seen people kind of say that. There's been great reviews and terrible. then one bad review. <laughs> <which Yeah. is laughs> okay. I mean, okay, so how would you describe it sonically, apart from what we just heard? Um, it kind of mixes elements of Contra. Um, there's some references quite blatantly to modern vampires. Um, but sonically, yeah, it has this acoustic thing where the way the kind of guitar and piano works reminded me of like a kind of Fleetwood Mac style thing. Mm. Um, the guitar figure itself is a bit long, long, long um, from the Beatles. It's it's very Paul Simony. It is kind of straying into adult contemporary, but I'm fine with that. And instantly catchy. The lyrics are great. Yeah, working only, for me. We've only heard it for a few hours. I will say I like it on first impressions. If it, it's a, might might be a little bit too Paul Simony for me, but. Uh, there's definitely an element to it where I'm like, it's a little bit, oh lads, Christ is magic, isn't he? Like it's, <laughs> it's a little bit, you know, welcoming you into a cult. I don't know. What? <laughs> to me, to me, I had a feeling of like kind of like a a Vietnam protest song, but like a modern version of that. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, it kind of has this very kind of like hip. And I know the 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 lyrics kind of based around this kind of like the build up of universities and protests in universities and stuff as well which yeah. kind of lends Harmony itself Hall to Harmony Hall is that. in Colombia isn't it yeah. so it's kind of, yeah, the mix is gorgeous because it does have this guitar thing where the two guitars are playing on both sides and it's like yeah. really really didn't they release like a video of like just the riff for 120 minutes, minutes. yeah I, I listened <laughs> yeah. to it all I mean, that's that's a bit much now Dave that's how I like, reacted to the news I listened so to just, they just played the guitar riff for 120 minutes and just it was it background on. and work I just ignored it I, I, got, I, I wasn't go, actually probably I got two minutes low. in it drew me mental <laughs> like, I, fair, I was like, after, no. after we saw Heat the next day in work I listened to Moby's God moving over the oh so did I yeah on repeat for about three hours straight again what do you make of this man oh Vampire Weekend I loved it I really, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Vampire Weekend. I never have been. But when I heard it was coming out, I was like, oh, God. And then I listened to it and I was like, I was kind of walking here. I was like, this is lovely. I really, really it enjoyed is, yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, it's really, really nice. Harmony yeah. Hall sounds like a porn star, I think. <laughs> Harmony yeah, Hall is a, is a Westmeath uh, house, is it not? Come I'm again? I'm sure it is. I think it's like a big fancy house in Westmeath. Yeah. Could be in a reference. There was another track release. I think it is, but I think it's his, his alma mater in yeah, Columbia University. Westmead University. Yeah, the other track was 2021, 20, um, only a minute and a half long. Um, I've it, heard that one. It's a bit more, it's pushing the envelope. It's, it's, electronic a, it's not adult contemporary. It was like, it sounded like kind of Fisher Price, James Blake to me. Is this the, like, sorry, the second track? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It felt half finished. Well, do you know what? The more I thought about it, like this album is under an hour. In length, oh, and it's yeah. 18 tracks. This is going to be a Intros. kind of intro, yeah, they're going to roll or an intro, or yeah, so it's kind of a nice little palate cleanser, probably. Okay, so the numbers game will now be played as as is, <laughs> as is tradition. Michael Encore, can I have a number between two and five, please? Four, it's Foles, the returning Foles with a track called Exits. Oh, yes. Sorry. 
That's Foles. They're back. They're releasing two albums this year. They're calling it a double album or some such, but it's two releases. And I've never been the biggest Foles guy. For me, they often sound like a lot of music that you would hear to advertise a festival or a phone being sold at the festival. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think I like the sinister and kind of oddity of the music here and the melody is all very, very strong. Uh, a friend of mine put it quite well when he said it'd be a lot better without the vocals. And I agree. Uh, I've been a huge Foles fan since very, very young. Antidotes was one of my all-time favourite albums. The thing I like about this track is that um, it keeps a lot of the math rock stuff from the earlier Foles stuff and kind of mixes it in still. Um, it was really annoying me because it sounded like another track and I couldn't figure it out. And I would encourage anybody, because I figured it out today, finally, uh, if you pull up uh, Sing Street's Riddle of the Model. No, don't ruin this. <laughs> and then play that. And then play Fool's Exits and see what you think. There's literal melodies in there that goes, the riddle of the model. Oh, really? And it's okay. like, it's actually perfect. So that's worth. Uh, the breakdown felt very Foolsy as well, like the yeah. second half of it. I, I was kind of going, does this need to be six minutes long? But because of that breakdown, it kind of makes it this kind of very Fool's esque kind of track. Yeah, I think it warrants it. I like how Yanis sounds a bit like Kermit the Frog for like, the opening <laughs> yeah. bit, which is cool. It's all about the groove in this, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. They kind of like find a really nice pocket and just kind of syncopated drums which are really effective for me this is yeah I'm I'm hype mm. the thing about foals is they've been around so long that they should actually be called horses uh, <laughs> I've been sitting on that one all night <laughs> and I was waiting Bam. for this section and I was like I'd better not fuck that joke up so um, I'm so sorry that's all I have to say uh, <laughs> no I, I, I liked it you know what they remind me of is Keen for some reason oh, I got this kind of oh, odd, oh, odd kind of you know pop, you indie pop kind you know of thing going on thank you, know? you Jesus thank you so much for that you have now unlocked uh, something that I didn't know I had within me but uh, <laughs> earlier on this week I was only talking about this this week earlier on this week yeah. I stuck on a Keen track I stuck on um, Is It is it Any Wonder oh, oh yeah which yeah, by the way is a great song And it, uh, yeah. it, it, Somewhere Only We Know is great Somewhere Only We Know is a great song Somewhere Only We Know is legitimately one of my favourite songs of all time it's astonishingly great one of your favourite songs of all time I put it in my 365 playlist last wow. year which if you go into my Twitter folks on Henry Dave you can go back and find that playlist it's in there uh, I encourage you to like and subscribe <laughs> uh, when it comes to Is It Any Wonder though Is It Any Wonder has the most U2 rip off uh, structure to it ever like it's yeah it starts off with like well it was it was that moment where, where they were like we're going to become a big stadium band and we're going to do all the kind of moves and it has some hilarious lyrics like love is just a lyric in a children's rhyme yeah. like, <laughs> that, is pure, that is pure Bono isn't it and it's like the most Bono, like, like, what are you doing, Joplin? <laughs> it's uh, like, what's that? Uh, freedom is the scent of the top of a newborn baby's head. You know that Bono <laughs> lyric? It's like, <laughs> Keen have some belters. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. And um, didn't even have guitars, man. That's I don't. That's just who reminds me of. And I was kind of like, because I know Foles are supposed to be cool. And a lot of my friends. <laughs> are, but here's the thing: Are they? Cool? Yeah, I think they're, they're still supposed to be cool. cool. Yeah, 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 do you know what I mean? I was kind of like, this is <laughs> just reminded me. I of I've seen, I've just, seen a lot know, of people Fanilla saying, Jones like, listen to this right now, and she is tearing. I've seen hair. a lot of people, <laughs> like, fans, being concerned that are they going too mainstream or? There was like some Muse comparisons being thrown around. I thought this sounded a bit like Inhaler. Like this is in line with what they've done before. Spanish Sahara was a fucking oh, it's incredible. Yeah. Cassius is their best song. Let's no, move. it's not. Cassius is one of their worst songs. Balloons is better than Cassius. Cassius is out. No, Cassius so annoying. <laughs> Cassius is the reason I didn't listen second to them like for second the first second. three years of their existence. Uh, I was like, no, that's so weird. Balloons is fucking great now. The Mastercard stuff is great. Dahi, anyway. give me a fucking number. Uh, what, how, what numbers do we have? Two, three, and five. Uh, I'll go four, three. It's Big Sigrid. Big Sigs. <laughs> the song is called Don't Feel Like Crying. 
Operates on a what do you call it when someone has just one name? Is there a name for that? A Mono, moniker, mon, mononym. mononym, mononym. She's yeah. monom, monomonym. Right. She probably knows. <laughs> yeah. She's not a monomonym. Ian Beale Street. So, uh, yes, you might wonder what Sigrid's surname is. Well, it turns out I've cracked the codes, guys. Her name is in fact Sigrid Ray Jepsen because <laughs> this is so derivative. It is the most Carly Ray Jepsen of Carly Ray Jepsen yeah, yeah. I've ever heard. Is she on it? No, granted, it doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, but it's chasing trends. I can't remember. Mm. We've we reviewed Carly, the last Carly Rae Jepsen, and we weren't too impressed. No, we didn't we? love it. it so didn't maybe, hit the marks. so maybe this is picking up where Carly Rae Jepsen is leaving off. It's totally that vibe. It's going yeah. for the same thing, and I think this is more successful. I think it kind of hits is a its marks. Yeah, it's great. It's very good. Um, yeah, no, I like Sigrid quite a bit. My criticism of her has been that like the songs aren't quite fully there yet, even though like she has belters. Like she's got belters, but like there's just she's so accomplished and far along as a performer. Yeah, that I'm just like, where are the songs that I think are like going to be timelessly good? Uh, like Strangers is great Don't Kill My Vibe is excellent but I don't know how how like strong they're going to be in years and years to come this feels more like you know this feels like radio this feels like box ticking but it's mm. very good at what it's doing but it is also guilty of tapping into those kind of fucking very irritating Jess Glynn style I, that's exactly what I thought when I first heard it I was like is this Jess Glynn no it's not a cigarette uh, <laughs> I, I wish I could stop I still Jess really Glenn. enjoyed it I, I interviewed was... Jess Glynn once she was lovely but I wish I could stop her yeah. <laughs> no one can stop her <laughs> yeah no I you did... didn't say that about Ian Watkins <laughs> <laughs> Jess Glynn, yeah, the uh, monster yeah, of her. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, someone did stop you. <laughs> we really should move on. Michael. <laughs> yeah. No, just, just the first thing I thought was Jess Glynn. But I, I then you kind of get into it and it's like, this is fucking great. It was, yeah, really enjoyed this one. It reminded me yeah. of uh, Jessica Simpson's Public Affair. Do we all remember that? Mm. It's the same vibe, wow. same lyrical content. Give me the full lyric. Got my girls going out for a public affair. <laughs> but I think that was like an interpolation of Holiday by Madonna, so maybe that's the reference I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah, it works for me. As we it works say on the me. show a lot. Um, yeah. All right, there are a couple of numbers left, Craig. You've got two and you've got five. Give us five, please, David. Why, it's the bird of the risen people. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hozier. I got some colour back. This track is called Almost Open Brackets Sweet Music Close Brackets Is it almost sweet music? I think it's a good tune I think this is Probably the best thing You've released in the last it's while It's got a big problem in it One that makes me want to Fucking throw myself off A fucking 
<laughs> it's got the hand claps, man. Yeah, it has the hand claps. A lot of hand claps. Hand claps and like wood blocks. I'm like, what are you doing? But you see, th- that is more interesting to me than what he had before. There's actually an interesting kind of like a modern pop feel to this song that he didn't have in the last EP. Uh, like there is a there is a theme coming up on this track which came from the Nina Cried Power thing where I think his new theme for a lot of the music that he's doing is this um, like a kind of an idea of um, referencing like a kind of like basically like a love letter to his heroes you know like he did it with Nina Cried Power and he's referencing a whole lot of jazz musicians in this track as as well the Duke Ellington line can be thrown into the nearest skip (laughs) you're not into it it's just so it's so like mannered and like knowing and like I've read books like I think I think it's a good tune. I I'm think it's thinking a really about little, like kisses with Duke Ellington and like blah blah. I can't remember, like, but I've never listened to that invocation of being like you tough. I think <laughs> this gets away with that kind of stuff a bit more. Yeah, uh, it's slightly less wordy, probably because it kind of zips along. It's, it's an enjoyable punchy. track. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it definitely is it's most enjoyable good, track. But in ages, my, yeah. my main my main issue with it, it, it's definitely like the hosier that I want in the world. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Mean, but like, however. If this was released in, like, say, the 90s or, like, early 2000s, when you still had, like, trailer voiceover men, uh, this would be on, like, a really bad rom-com where, like, people, like, learn things about their life and it would be playing as it's, like, you know, Universal Pictures invites you to experience the magic. <laughs> and you'd have, like, you know, like, Hozier banging on about Duke Ellington and everyone being like, oh, it's really nice. You've got previous mm. with this man, don't you? Do I? Well, I mean, that you like him or didn't. I think he's all right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've never met him, but uh, he favoured of one of my tweets once. Which one? Uh, uh, Terminal Two on the streets, Terminal One in the sheets. And who's your favourite of that? Uh, <laughs> well, he would know. He, he would know. But yeah, I think almost sweet music is a is a good description of it because I almost liked it. I mean, it sounds very Irish radio. Is the way I do, describe you're it. Right, it does. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, this could be anyone from you know Roy Seven to the Coronas to like, do you know what I mean? But what then a deep cut, Roy kinda, Seven. <laughs> it kind of just becomes better, I guess. The, the chorus is disappointing because he kind of goes low, and it's kind of like. Uh, oh, do you think not, I thought the chorus is the best? Part? No, the like chorus it. is great. Didn't like it. I do he has that one kind of hook that kind of yeah, helps yeah, it. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Because yeah. it's almost a pop song, and that kind of you know solidifies it as a pop song, but it's not quite good enough to be a good pop song. And it's not quite hosier enough to be yeah. hosier. I think know? he's done a good job of wrapping that kind of electric blues thing he's got going on around a proper a modern R and B pop song. Yeah, um, but I do think your tweet is more central than any of his lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good indication of like he released that EP of probably not very poppy tunes, but now he probably for the label. Has yeah, to but most of that EP is on the upcoming album, which comes out March the first. It's called Wasteland. Wait, baby. most of the EP is on the album. Yeah, Shrike's on it. Nina Cry is on it, and really? uh, one of the Tracks on it, yeah. Can we talk about Movement. the title? Wasteland, comma, baby, exclamation mark. What is happening? Showbiz, baby. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Is it a U2 reference? Not to keep <laughs> harping on. It's a reference, apparently. It's a name and don't be reference, as <laughs> yeah. she said earlier. Showbiz, baby. Like, before we go uh, to the next track, what can it. <laughs> before we go, <laughs> before we go. <laughs> to the next track. <laughs> Who can name Roy Seven's big hit? We should be lovers. Yeah. Was I was <laughs> tormented when I worked with uh, a radio. Uh, on that radio, was, <laughs> on radio. <laughs> in a garage <laughs> it was in a warehouse alright so there was the radio was on and Today FM was on and that song was the whole played. punk thing was happening yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the summer of 2011 and uh, no it was it was hell and uh, it's one of those songs and when I hear it I get kind of like flashbacks or whatever to, to being 17 uh, so awful Okay. okay, let's move on to our last song of the week. It's Ariana Grande, and she's bringing out an album called Thank You Next very soon. 
This song, the third single, is called Seven Rings. No ring, but ain't gonna be no misses. But matching diamonds for six a month. I'd rather spoil all my friends with my riches. Think we'd set therapy, my no addiction. Whoever said money can solve your problems. Must not have had enough money to solve them. They say which one I say now. gotten in some bother. Princess Nokia instantly accused her of plagiarism. Then there was a whole Soldier Boy commotion. Mm. No one's talking about Big Brothers. Because they did a song years ago and it was all about, you know, like this kind of... This is coming from like a nursery rhyme, right? Like, that's the derivative thing of like, you know, those are a few of my favourite things. It's my favourite things. It's a Rodgers and Hammerstein the thing. Sound from the sound of music. Yeah, that's ample though. Julie Andrews. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So Ariana's espousing the merits of spending big on your credit card and treating your friends. Presumably this falls in line with getting over that fella. You know, she's really going... Well, she's pushing this idea. It's like, oh, well, this is what your friends would want you to be after this thing. Or Lavish. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't particularly like this track, but what I do like about it is that it is a kind of a commitment to do something different. I just thought the last album was so bland mm. that, like, at least this is, like, something weird or something different and she's actually thinking outside the box. But yeah. you not think it's a kind of weird that lots of other people are already doing? Like, it's just... It screamed the whole Migos... Trap, yeah, two yeah. chains. It was really silly for anybody to kind of go, like, oh, Prince, yeah. they're copying me. It's yeah, like, Princess Nokia, this entire genre <laughs> built around that yeah, film. Yeah, like. Gucci Mane. It just, yeah. this felt to me was like, I've, I've complained about those trap drums for a while now because mm. they're just over everything. And this felt like, is it the new trap? Final straw. I think this is the point where trap is dead. Final just, straw. Snow Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Great album. There is not like an original thought in this. From I agree with you, yeah. My favourite thing to, thing to yeah. the trap references. As, as Julie Andrews called her out on, on <laughs> <I hope laughs> stealing her music. But you know, the kind of, the one-liners which are kind of work as memes, it's kind of that Beyonce thing of like, I'm, you know, I'm strong and I'm just going to throw out quips. The great thing is that I'm because spending, it's like an Ariana Grande song, uh, Michael and I get to hear it all the time. All yeah, the time. Yeah. Oh, so okay. like yeah. it is being massively well-received, right? Like this track. It's because Ariana Grande can it, do it wrong. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. it is. Like... I think it is. I think. I think she, after Thank You Next, now she's on this like crest of a wave thing. Is there an album coming out this year? It's two albums. In, like, yeah. It, it, there's not. She two said albums. two albums in six. There was a tweet where she said two albums in six months. Jesus, that there's like one coming out in like I think like March, I believe, and it's called Thank You Next, and this is on it. The track listing is out. It's like twelve or thirteen tracks. It's gonna be a belter. Yep, I'm sure it'll be all right. Uh, Craig <laughs> mentioned earlier on the Fisher Prize version of James Blake. Let's talk about the real thing. Our album of the week this week is called Assume Form. It comes from James Blake. I believe it's his fourth. Yes, correct. And you are let's correct. Let's have Dave. a listen to Mile High featuring Travis Scott and Metro Boomin. Passing like do it sell. 40 days, 40 nights. Feel like a holy night. The lesson's always there. The lesson's always more. In the back and forth, I'm not keeping score. Lessons always there, the less is always more. When you're alone with me, you never come up short. You never come up short. Never come up short. Watch the fan as it spins in my arms, wrapped in. Don't know where you start and where I begin. Like I found myself an imaginary friend And when we stay in Alright, that's James Blake Craig has interviewed the man before several times ago So why don't yes. you give us a primer And also share your own experiences 
um, kind of came to prominence back at the start of this decade as um, like a bit of a leading light of the dubstep scene in England. Um, really talented producer, was doing quite interesting stuff, released a kind of host of ICEPs, very forward thinking. Um, won the, um, won the, whatchamacallit, the Berkeley or Berkeley Cards, what is the name of it? The Mercury Music Mercury Prize. Mercury Music Prize, sorry. Uh, Which um, led to an astonishing post match interview. Incredible, yeah. What was the line? Uh, just like, is this a howl of pain <laughs> about where the world is at, or is it some <laughs> ambient chill act? <laughs> And James Blake was like, what? <laughs> he was like, sorry? <laughs> and then like he goes, will you come on the show and play one of your one of your tunes for us? And he goes, perhaps something more direct and easy. And like James Blake was like, no, I'm going to play some of my uh, ambient chill acts yeah. for your progressive Jeez. views in the audience. And he also, like, James Blake was trying to like explain, he goes, oh, like, you know, it's just great to, to, to be there. And like, you know, this... Enjoy me football. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, he goes, he goes this... Uh, he's like looking at the door, he goes, this... Um, and the journalist goes, bauble. <laughs> and he goes... <laughs> but yeah, it was interesting because that was the moment where he was suddenly thrust into that world because the debut album was straying away from some of the experimental stuff on those EPs. He was putting himself to the center. He was becoming a singer songwriter, his voice more prominent, and he's followed that trajectory. Um, he's become a kind of big producer as well for lots of the A-listers and he's moved to Hollywood. He's kind of fallen into the hip-hop crowd as well. Yeah, yeah. He's been yeah. endorsed by big names. Uh, also, sorry, just on that Newsnight thing as well, their YouTube uh pull quote which is the title of the video was I did it all myself James Blake and it may sound like he's like this egotistical prick he basically was like oh it's just really nice for me because you know I did a lot of this myself blah, blah. like so out of context but yeah. however you've spoken mm. to the man I have yeah very um, mild mannered lovely chap um, deep thinker just really analytical about music and life itself and um, he's a huge kind of Arthur Russell fan so I think as much as people are still like well he's you know such a production genius you should be sticking to that he was always destined to focus on his lyrics, do really strip back stuff that showcased his voice, um, and he's continued in that vein. He's also been kind of peppered with a label that he himself has rebelled against quite recently and that people kind of label him as like the quote-unquote sad boy. Mm. And, you know, so that he's, he makes like really depressing music and blah, 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 blah. He hit out of that last year uh, via, I guess, some tweets and also just kind of some... Uh, talks he was doing at, at some seminars and so on and basically has kind of tried to move back against that one that is kind of coupled with the fact that this album has been um described by a lot of people as having a certain narrative and that narrative being that he's happy now he's in love he's in a relationship with uh, jamila jamil who's yes, an actor mm-hmm. who is also known for turning her twitter account into a soapbox against every single ad ever aimed at women's products which is getting very fucking tiring uh, but good for her she's an activist i just find it really exhausting to see in my timeline every Hit day that mute mate Oh, I yeah, probably should. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Seems like a, a very cool gal, but I'm just bored of it. Um, so, you <laughs> are just... you a Good Place fan? Or I've never that... seen it. Oh, okay. I'm, is it good? I'm in love with her. People's... As a result of that, really. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so you can't have a make because James Blake is, is, is in a committed relationship, and they both seem very happy together. Yes. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, but it's just more like every day. It's like I just see this thing pop up where she's like. Uh, there's a boots ad saying that oh thigh dimples are ugly and she's like thigh dimples aren't ugly there's nothing ugly about anything ever everyone is beautiful and it's just it, it becomes this kind of aggro thing but I'm not here to critique Jamila Jamil because I don't want her coming <laughs> after me and also we're here to critique James Blake's yes. album mm. but that is 
this is they are being linked together now in, in more headlines because the people are like oh he seems happy i mean like this album to me doesn't necessarily come across as like you know like him being like i'm in great mood now it's still, well i mean like it's still very james blake i mean like, like it yeah. still has the kind of icy melancholy running through it but it's the most upbeat he's managed. it's the most, <laughs> the most, it's the most accessible. there's some there's some tracks here that are like like massively massively it's the most accessible yeah. album he's ever done i think i mean like, the last one that he did was the color and everything which it was like an hour and a half long and it was like very meandering i mean it was very accomplished and, and great to step into but also you kind of want to get away from it I, I, I've always found him to be quite uh, lots of barriers in place I think even the first time we ever saw him it was at a picnic one year probably yeah. our first year which was the worst thing of all time and like we walk by him at like 6 o'clock in the main stage there's almost no one there it's during the daytime and he's like blasting just his head doing bass. his thing yeah. it just didn't really work no uh, as a fan Craig uh, are you happy for him? Mm. yeah well like I was looking back at uh, like my interviews with him um, and the second one which was about five years ago now um, started with the line James Blake is in love <laughs> and the whole thing was about how he, he'd found this person and his new album Overgrown was all about it Shit. so this isn't really <laughs> new <laughs> but I did talk about how like he was still this well spoken young Englishman so it was kind of excruciating like social awkwardness that he was battling through and he was within the music he was being quite cryptic and he seems to have reached a point now where those barriers, Dave, that you were talking about have come down. Like, this is him really opening up. It's his most successful album in terms of sounds, but also in terms of him just being like... It's not so much just kind of pure romantic love and infatuation he's talking about a lot of time. It's kind of like a domestic bliss of just like, we're a really good team and like the kind of mundane stuff is great and it like elevates me as a person and there's a lot of that to it. Um, So I think a lot of fans of him will be wondering is this kind of like the way forward is he getting away from that alienated kind of glitchy um ice cold stuff um and maybe being a bit disappointed like we had that single was at the car what's the name of the car if the car beside you moves ahead yeah it moves ahead which was much more kind of isolated sounding and experimental and you can see why it didn't make this album (laughs) um because it totally it just wouldn't work whatsoever i think people were hoping for more of that stuff but this is just straight ahead kind of intriguing avant-garde pop yeah i i see i'm not a huge james blake fan and i was only aware of how big he was because he did a a double header was it with kanye or somebody recently in the three arena kendrick, kendrick. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry yeah. yeah that's i should know the difference between them too obviously <laughs> uh, but yeah no i really enjoyed it and I, I completely agree with you there in that like i definitely felt like there was a sense of like contentment throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. like you know obviously yeah different songs mean different things but like the whole thing is just like very pleasant and very kind of I really love that little sample he has of like the high pitched voices that he kind of runs through the whole thing mm-hmm. and then the the track with Andre 3000 I thought was amazing Incredible. I really enjoyed it yeah. really really good it's uh, to me it was a very very positive album I found it very very positive to the point where and what you said there where, where it's like it's probably his most access- accessible I think it's his most poppy like yeah. especially the the the, say the second and the third track Mile High and Tell Them are both extremely poppy tracks I thought and then I think the thing that makes it I really really like this album and I think the thing that brings it from a good album to a great album is the features um, as you said the Under 3000 verse is incredible I wish there was more of it I mm, wish they would yeah. given me another verse of that They're just really like I was really desperately like wanting that and then I think the Rosalia track is the best track this year and one of the best I've heard in ages I absolutely love it um, we found out today I think Tara Stewart actually found out that um, uh, it uses this very heavy Irish sample which sounds really like Sleepyhead Passion Pits yeah. <laughs> song Valerie uh, Armstrong I believe her name yeah is that's right yeah um, yeah yeah um, and that song is amazing now that has a lot of hand claps in it and stuff it sounds like the beat <laughs> was made by uh, by Rosalia so I'm not sure if you were a fan of that it's part, fine Barefoot in the Park is the track uh, to me it taps too into 
trying to be like from a grand movie of the you know the the golden age of Hollywood or something like this. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't quite. Too ambitious? No, I can't believe the way we flow was probably more like that to me. I, I, yeah, I mean, those like, two are back to back, and for me, they're like the standouts. Uh, really I agree. Well. The Andre two thousand verse is phenomenal. He's great. Uh, he's so good when he wants to be. Like, there's so much here to enjoy. Uh, I generally like the album quite a lot, but I kept wanting it to be this kind of masterpiece. I kept wanting it to sweep me away. And take me away. And the more I listened to it, the, the less it did that. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know what's missing, per se. I'm totally fine with him, like, changing, you know, like, his kind of style and flexing his muscles. But again, I I don't think it's that revolutionary. No, it's not really. It's just an opening up and there's a kind of a flood of warmth there. Like, even just kind of, like, live strings and things. It sounds more mm. organic. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of very heavy samples and stuff. There's, yeah. a, there's a couple of weird things where he's, like, so positive that it, it gets a bit weird. Well, yeah. That where I'll come to. Do you, do you know that Yeah, track? yeah. Where he's yeah. just like, like, I'll slot in, I'll slot right in between the cracks between you and him. Like, Which what, first like, of all, what is he talking about there? And then he goes, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. and then he goes like, oh, oh, you're going to New York. I'm going there. Why don't I come with you? Oh, you've changed to LA. I'm going there. Yeah. I can go there I was too. Kinda, like, take the was, hint, man. Chill the fuck out. He? Like, like, I was yeah. assuming he was being like, oh, I fucking hope Thing is he's going to get his heart. <laughs> yeah, it reminded exactly, me of like yeah. Prince's uh, "When You Were Mine," which is just like I'm so desperate. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, worry, yeah, fans, you'll get the cold winter <laughs> in two years. Um, I think there's a couple of tracks that are kind of a bit throwaway. I think "Power" is probably not amazing, and I think "Lullaby." I think a lot of people seem to really, really like the track, but I think the album should have ended on "Don't Miss It." I think that track is really yeah. Power on to me is trying too hard to be like reborn, where it's kind of using a repetitive loop yeah. thing to like yeah, g- yeah. to kind of g you and up. like the um drop a pin on the mood that you're in. Like he does mm. this a lot, where he will kind of reference technology and do a kind of grumpy middle aged man thing, where he's like, "Oh, just put your phone down." Like he's always doing <laughs> something like that, and just like slowly mentioning. So what like, you're saying is, it's this year's a perfect circle. Album. <laughs> He's like, just go outside. Um, I do think as well that, he, like, vocally, I think he's amazing, but mm. he is a very... He will put you in a certain w- mood with his vocals, which is not really... Like, he's not Mr. Loverman, R&B dude, so he can't really approach that stuff. So there is still heartache just by the very fact that he's singing. Even when he's yeah, singing yeah. that he's content, it's like a set mode. He's limited in that respect, I think. Did you want Mr. Loverman, R&B <laughs> dude from this? Did I? I, I, I found Do you generally voice. want that? <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, everyone wants a Mr. Loverman. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone listening would like to, uh, uh, no, um, <laughs> he's a very distinctive kind of indie voice. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it was kind of like, yeah, it's it's pleasant. And I do, I do know what you mean. It's very kind of sad, and I feel bad that like you know he's kind of got an Eeyore effect where he's just like, God, you're so depressing even when you're happy. You know, but, yeah. 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 Uh, it does. Yeah. It, it, there's a point. There's as well. It, it. I don't really feel like it. It really threads together very perfectly as an album as well. Like there's like. It doesn't feel like it's like a full album. I'll definitely like take tracks out of this. I would say. Sure. Yeah. I didn't. It didn't gel for me perfectly. Like it kind of did feel a bit stitched together. Uh, like I say, I really like James Blake. I really like this album. Um, I really thought on the opening listens that like, oh, here it is. Here's like the first great album of the year. Like, this is definitely going to be the one to beat for a while. And then the more I listened to it, the more that feeling of excitement did dissipate. So overall, i got to go 7 out of 10. I'm going to go 8 out of 10. I really, really liked it, but um, but just because of those couple of tracks that I didn't, wasn't really too gone on and the way it flowed, I'm, I'm not amazing. But there's some incredible tracks on this and it's definitely worth checking out, I would say. I'd, I'd go with an 8. I, I, yeah, I thought Woo! it was incredibly pleasant. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what we all want. That's the honest, yeah. yeah, I go with a really strong age. And I think we're yeah. probably expecting a huge amount of him just because he is such a talented dude, right? We're probably being slightly harsh on this at yeah. times. I mean, the thing is, is like his albums, like most people come away with it going, there's a, like a re- couple yeah. of really amazing tracks here and then there isn't, it isn't like a, a, a fully realised Have we read the Pitchfork review? I haven't read it, but I've heard yeah, it. Was 5. Bad, yeah, 5.8, was it? 5.8. And, and I, I thought it was way off base with read, a lot of its points. It read quite pointed. Some people have suggested, including now James Blake, yeah. that they had an agenda because he called them out for, quote, toxic masculinity last year. No, but then that implies that the writer was either, like, brought on board just because they knew he'd get, do a hit job or the guy he who was wrote coerced it, into, well, the like, guy, following... The guy who wrote it, Philip Sherburne, to me, it read more about... I can see, I can see the, the, the conspiracy theory there. However, I, did, yeah. I think he also has valid points in what he wrote. At the same time, it did feel to me like a theatre critic reviewing a pop album. It did feel a little bit like, is this for you? Yeah. What did it, What exactly did you say? He's just very kind of like... He, he made a point about it being it quite hard, performative like. in the way of, like, James Blake is clearly just talking about this new love and it's like a couple just going, aren't we great together? And you feel excluded. Whereas actually, I had the opposite reaction. I felt it was quite empathetic in terms Probably of... Probably like, relatable positivity. if you're in, yeah. I just thought, yeah, I thought it was inclusive of anything and I thought he kind of connected in a real way. So I didn't understand that thing of like, oh, he's just showing off and being like, I'm so in love. It felt like a weird thing for me. It didn't feel like Man of the Woods or anything. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, what is? Like, what does... <laughs> Cold hard slap across the face. Um, right. But, sorry, I was just going to say, I mean, Pitchfork's thing is like a combined score, isn't it? Yes. So 5.8 would suggest that a lot of that team are We're not loving this yeah. record. The other reviews have been like gushing. Oh, there you go. Out of 10. In the other listening corner this week, I've been listening to a couple of things. I've listened to Sharon Von Etten's new album, Remind Me Tomorrow, which, again, I, it just didn't quite hit that level of greatness oh, for me. Oh, I think it's fantastic. Do you? Yeah, I'm really loving it. Okay, I think it's now, my favourite record of year so far. Admittedly, there is an issue. And the issue is that I've been trying to listen to it in work, and I find it very hard to actively tune into a record when I'm, when I'm working away and writing stuff. So I haven't given it the full proper go maybe I need to go back to it but it wasn't grabbing me the way I wanted so that's interesting the, the, the you're so yeah, on board it clicked after about five listens for me I think there's a huge amount of variety there there's a huge amount of depth like she does her usual thing she's so good at it but there's elements of like trip hop even I just think it's her most accomplished work okay I've also listened to a new EP uh, from a new Irish band called Cable Boy uh, they're a five piece from Dublin they're a dream pop band I know they played Whelan's once to watch recently and some people were raving about them the EP is called Hole Four tracks and definitely worth checking out. Yeah, good dream pop indie. Uh, there's something there with this band for sure. What about you, sir? I've been listening to Deer Hunter because uh, they're one of my favourite bands. Um, and they're one of those bands I like so much that I don't know any of the names of the tracks or anything. I just kind of <laughs> will just put them on sure, and I, got, I can yeah, listen yeah. to them for hours and it doesn't matter what album's on. I just, I absolutely love it. There was one time when I thought I saw Bradford Cox in Dublin once and I'd followed this man for like up the street because I was just like, there's nobody else who looks like that, first of all. I'm going to follow that man. And it wasn't him because they were playing, <laughs> playing in Belfast that night and I, I happened to check my phone before I approached him. I was like, Oh my god, that could have been so embarrassing. <laughs> but that's that's what I've been listening to this week. I've been out of the loop for quite some time. <laughs> I, I'm sure your listeners are going to be like, "Who the fuck is that guy? What are you talking about?" In in that, like, I had like quite a long commute and I was tired and stuff for a lot of last year, and so I kind of just was leaning into my comfort zones. Where now it's 2019, so I'm like, right. I want to listen to some new shit. Like, so <laughs> Deer Hunter was like, okay, good. It's a band I love and I'm ready to throw myself headfirst into, into it. Fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah, I've been listening to Sharon yeah. Van Etten. Um, 
just on repeat and also Vampire Weekend riffs just you know for 120 minutes <laughs> uh, for me I've been listening to the new Toro y Moi record jeez uh, a big fucking week for yeah, huge uh, albums uh, it's a really really good album and I would suggest that anybody checks it out if you're looking for a bop it's really really good a bop. I love a bop yeah there's albums I haven't even gotten to from last week I haven't gotten to the Twilight Sad record which apparently is really yeah. really good uh, Maggie Rogers came out Lost Under Heaven came out there's yeah. lots happening big January I don't even know what we're doing next week are we doing Backstreet Boys next week is, is the what? full Backstreet Boys record out it's out on Friday I believe oh yeah what else is out hold on wait what <laughs> let's talk about it in the post. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say a big thank you to our guest this week Michael Encore thank you so much Great. Thanks, yeah. thanks for having me on guys on. Yeah. you're welcome back anytime this episode was engineered by our sonic architect Eve Murray our exit music this week comes from a new artist called Denise Chalia she's a Zambian Irish rapper she's been working with the Rusangana family lads lately actually mm. and she drops her EP Dual Citizenship a two track EP on the day of the this podcast coming out, uh, produced by Merley of Rusangano Family, and it was sent to me uh, during the week by God knows, and I sat down and listened to it, and it was immediately arresting. Uh, the two tracks are quite different. One is kind of short and punchy, and the other one is more of a spoken word monologue type thing. It actually reminded me a little bit of all things of the Baz Luhrmann sunscreen song, just in terms of like it's the, how reaching it is and the kind of wider points it's trying to make and the, the confidence of the way it's kind of uh, delivered, I guess, the cadence of, of how she speaks and the kind of the background that has a bit of a polished, glossy, sunshine edge to it, but there's also clearly a lot more darker things going on underneath the surface. Mm. Um, on on both tracks, on my first listen of both tracks, I was instantly captivated by this. I think everyone really should go and check this out. Obviously, you're going to hear one of the tracks now. It's called Copper Bullet. But please do go check out the full EP because I think the one-two punch of these two tracks together is fantastic. I think it announces a major new talent and I'm very, very curious to see what she does next. So... My name is Dave Hanready. This has been No Encore. There will be No Encore. And our exit music this week comes from Denise Chalia. This is Copper Bullet. See you next week. Them man there can't vex me. Them man there can't stress me. Text me, test me. Them man don't contest me. Even if they're George. Them man there can't best me. Uh, can't vex me. Them man there can't test me. Text me, stress me. Them man don't contest me, even if they're George. Them man there can't best me. Them man there can't vex me. Them man there can't stress me. Text me, test me. Them man don't contest me, even if they're George. Them man there can't best me. Uh, can't vex me. Them man there can't stress me. Text me, test me. Them man don't contest me, even if they're George. Them man there can't best me. I know I'm a lion, I was raised on the den. I'm Cajun again. Levels on Carolina Reaper before I go Cajun again. I'm raising the ball with my pen. Some man move way too fierce Morgan. Don't watch him taking it in. And I know there's part in numbers. So when I go, I'll take all of my friends. Might get Sarah Bartman tatted on my heart. So you know what it means to see a resurrection. When depart from a history imparted, I put it in my art. I'm the child of a resurrection. I'm the voice my elders fought to free. Man with Ben Belinger in my legacy. Qualified with or without a degree. Keep respectability. Don't bring that to me. I'm on my bell hooks. Brands for non-Gs for back. I'm still going to twerk it out. I'm not a theory or a concept. This is in me. I know what I'm about. And yeah, I'm the chosen one. I know the one who's making the choice. Call me a diva, a prima, ballerina, but I'm still on point. Uh, them man there can't vex me. Them man there can't stress me. Text me, test me. Them man don't contest me. Even if they're George. Them man there can't best me. Uh, can't vex me. Them man there can't test me. Text me, stress me. Them man don't contest me. Even if they're George. Them man there can't best me. Them man there can't vex me. Them man there can't stress me. Text me, test me. Them man don't contest me. Even if they're George. Them man there can't best me. Uh, can't vex me. Them man there can't stress me. Text me, test me. Them man don't contest me. Even if they're George.
the door Them man they are Don't talk about female rap Like I'm extra in the scene Like you really bring that grease With your one, two, threes Talk about Muhammad Ali Oh yeah, I'm the best MC What's female rap? Like you really want it with me Can you really step to me With your one, two, three Talk about Muhammad Ali Blah, blah I'm the best MC Dismissed We're raising the bar So you are never gonna be missed Shell, shell, shell Cause all I wanna do is see hits What's Irish rap? It's a sound that you can't predict Limerick City on the next movement We're raising the bar so you are never gonna be missed Shell, 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 cause all I wanna do is see hits What's Irish rap? It's a sound that you can't predict Limerick City What angry? Call me angry Can't dispute me so call me anti Don't vex me, I know you're anti I won't call you back, it's not that deep What angry? Call me angry Can't dispute me so call me anti don't vex me, I know you're anti I won't call you back, it's not that deep Them man there can't vex me Them man there can't stress me Text me, test me Them man don't contest me Even if they're George Them man there can't vex me Uh, can't vex me Them man there can't test me Text me, stress me Them man don't contest me Even if they're George Them man there can't vex me Them man there can't vex me Them man there can't stress me Text me, test me Them man don't contest me Even if they're George Them man there can't vex me Uh, can't vex me Them man there can't stress me Text me, test me Them man don't contest me this podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Enjoy. Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.